everybody. Welcome to episode 153 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. We are very excited today. I'm Paul Robinson. Another just excited. Host. It doesn't okay. even matter. <laughs> Jeez. You don't even care. It anyway, just doesn't matter. I, yeah, I'm excited because yeah. um, we have a very special guest from a show that I just adore. Yeah, it was really good. It's just amazing. All the, all the way from Sweden, I believe. Stockholm, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what is, what is your name, sir? My name is uh, Ulf Stenberg. Nice. Nice. It's a good name. Yeah. I like it. It's a name that'll kick your ass. <laughs> I, yeah, it, actually, yeah, it sounds like an MMA name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I wish I could embarrass myself and, and say something in Swedish and, and be able to carry a conversation, but I can't. No. I'm a typical American in that I barely know two languages. Actually, no, that wouldn't, because most Americans only know one. I, I know one and a half yeah. if I try really hard. All I know is halloa. Yeah. Right? That sounds good. But, halloa. <laughs> Velkommen. Ah, that's great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. Halloa, uh-huh. velkommen. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we had, uh, we had discovered uh, you in uh, the HBO Max show Bear Town. And then... Yeah. I started to dig a little deeper, and I found a video. I think it was Top Dog. Is ah, that... yeah, Top Boy. Top Boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Translations here are weird. So um, I'm just going to jump into that because I didn't understand a single word that was being said. Obviously, because there was no translation for it. But I sat yeah. through the entire thing because no I actually didn't need to know. I mean. I was, you know, you're reading the body movements and then the theming and I'm like, okay, so this is like, it's like sport related and it's aggression and this sort of passion that comes along with it and like misguided or misdirected, uh, misdirected anger. And um, so did not understand a word of it and just sat through the whole thing because the performance was so good Mm. that I didn't actually need to know. I mean, it would have been nice, but I was just like, I'm still... And completely invested in what's happening here, even though I don't understand everything. Um, I thought that that performance was so good. Wow. What was that like to do? Because it was like a like a almost an hour long monologue, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an it's an hour, uh, just under an hour monologue. Uh, I'm all, almost blushing when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you sat through the whole thing. Uh, without understanding it, um, it's it's about we have a problem in in Sweden and throughout the whole of Europe with uh, uh, football related violence. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's kind of a ultra macho uh, subculture connected to the supporters for for some uh, for for soccer teams. So uh, it's a quite a quite a big thing in Europe, and it has been, you know, a big thing in in, in England since since the sixties and seventies, and that had massive riots and, mm-hmm. and big fights at at the football stadiums, or the soccer stadiums, uh, in England. And then it's just you know it's like uh, it's called casuals, and it's it's a, it's a big thing in Europe and. Uh, they did this film, uh, The Green Street Hooligans, I think, was a quite uh, more of a major film about that kind of um, mm-hmm. subculture. But yeah, it's a monologue about that. And it's a monologue about 
it's it's about masculinity it's about uh, searching for your masculinity or your identity um, and also trying to explain the attraction of violence is basically the, mm. that was our our kind of uh, starting point that we wanted people to understand that there is an attraction to violence and if yeah. you don't understand the attraction mm. you can't do uh, you know preventive uh, work mm-hmm. if you don't yeah. under, you have to understand it you have to understand why they why they want to go there yeah i mean that goes all the way back to the roman times yeah Sorry, could you repeat that? Oh, no, it goes all the way back to the Roman times when they used to have oh yeah big arenas with with all that stuff. So I mean, this is a yeah, something yeah. that's steeped in our in our our history. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's just a it was just a way for me and my colleague to to kind of uh, it was also somewhat uh, autobiographical by a. Graphical, mm-hmm. what do you call it? Autobiography. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so uh, a lot of the things that we, uh, of that big parts of that story is also from our kind of youth period, uh, even though some things are completely different as well. But it, mm-hmm. it was a way for us to kind of uh, have a discussion talking about, uh, yeah, Finding our own identity and and <laughs> and uh, how that can sometimes go terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the performance was really. It was just. I mean, it spoke for itself, and it it really did translate that. Again, having the language barrier for me, I, I didn't have the details, but um, as an actor, you were able to hold that interest enough that I wanted to mm-hmm. see basically where the aggression went because it sort of, you know, it's, it, it ebbs and flows. And then, you know, it's almost, uh, if I had to explain it, it's like almost like a, like a choreographed physical dance, if you will, with this monologue. So. And so, you know, you have these movements that you have to remember that obviously have to flow with your scene partner. And, um, I just enjoyed it. I don't know. Even if you don't <laughs> understand cool. it, I, I would really recommend watching it because it, it was still quite impactful even without it. Um, I know that, I mean, that, that may be tough here because we still can't get Americans to like read subtitles in oh films God. for some so, reason. I just yeah. like, I, I don't understand. It's theater play for an hour in Swedish. Yeah. With no yeah, subtitles. I can't, I can't, um, I cannot stand listening to stuff dubbed, you know, and, and for me reading, like having the, you know, I mean, I'm a filmmaker, so I kind of have that, but uh, innate bias going in but you know having the um just the natural sounds because there's so many things that you lose in that translation of you know the dub and um you know just the subtleties in in the in the acting and and you know there's no way that an actor is going to whether it's you or another person that's translating it can can be in that headspace can be in that moment and i don't know there's it's just a disconnect for me and um, yeah, it's it's uh, and and to to Sushia's point, a lot of times you can just like skim through the the uh, the the subtitle the, the the subtitle and get it because you see yeah. what's happening. So you don't maybe you, yeah. you miss yeah. a couple words, but you you get what's happening. And I don't know, I I hate that we're so lazy that I way. mean I I would rather pe- if, we if, as an American if you have to, if you're 
if the option is to not watch it, then just watch it because Bear Town was a sure, really oh, good yeah. show. But um, we just always prefer to hear the actual actor's voice. I want to know what their mm. voice sounds. It's kind of like when you uh, when you read a book and then they make a film about it and you think, oh, that voice is nothing the way I imagined that it would be when I read it. Exactly. Um, so exactly. I like to hear the actual actor's voice. And um, so so this, uh, this show, I just want to uh, – I'm going to butcher it. Is it Peter Grunlund? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he's like, "Yeah, like, sure. That's that's close enough." Sure, you said that right. Uh, <laughs> Frederick Grönlund. <laughs> Frederick uh, Frederick Bachman. A couple yeah. writers there. Um, and so uh, this is a re- this is a really good story. Also, kind of touching into um, like the monologue that you did about sports and the sort of passive aggressive behavior that can go on there. Um, we have this issue here as well in in the states. Um, it's sort of interesting to me that this is an, init- an international thing that um, – and obviously I don't know the, the the levels obviously, but it's it's pretty close in that we've had cases here in the States where there's a small town and there have been rapes that have been recorded. I mean that, that there's mm-hmm. actual proof and you still have people that will back this team because it seems like the yeah. entire – the entire lifeline of this town rests on these sports teams and this invincibility that they seem to have, regardless of what they do. Um, and it was so sort of uh, jarring, I guess, to see that that you know that that that's an international thing. It's not just here that you have that protection. Um, yeah. So I can I could see with having done the monologue why you were probably attracted to the script. Very much so. I mean, it's 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 closely closely related and i think also it to we can we can leave uh, the the top boy uh, uh theater play behind but but to to say something uh, about it that's kind of connected to to bear town i think also that what was uh pretty special with this um the hooligan theater play that mm-hmm. we did was that it actually landed really well amongst the football hooligans themselves. Mm-hmm. We have played this show for, I think we played it almost 400 times. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so I, I've done that monologue <laughs> many times. <laughs> and we played it for for crowds of, you know, 200 active football, football hooligans who come to a theater, 200 of them, and just sit and watch the show and then have a discussion about it. Yeah. And we played it for, for British football hooligans in English uh, for Manchester United football hooligans and have had a great discussion with them afterwards about this kind of the issues. Uh, so the, the special thing with that show for me uh, is that it attracted the the audience that we actually portrayed in the mm-hmm. in the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's also what, what Peter Grönlund uh, Peter Grunlund with, <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with his films and with his uh, TV series is to to be able to attract a crowd that should have this discussion. You know, mm-hmm. if we only attract already, you know, really convinced convinced feminists, or if we only if that's the people who watch the show then, you know, that's great, but we're not making any progress. Right. We have to reach out to to the crowd that's actually 
a part of the problem mm-hmm. uh, and to 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 broaden their minds and to to be able to have the discussion with them and I think that's what what Bertan also is trying to do mm-hmm. yeah uh, and that's why it's trying to stay kind of uh, gritty and and masculine and uh, and and have a sense of uh, uh, I'm searching for the English word but uh, or te- or, or um, awareness, like a documentary feel to it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, authenticity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it has kind of a, a realness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's important. That yeah. you know, hockey players can relate to it and say, "Yeah, I've been in that locker room." You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to trick them into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come for the violence, stay for the the message. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, I exactly. will say though. Um, I have to say that there was a, a part of me that was very disappointed by it because as an American, I have such an <laughs> idyllic view of European countries and, and all this sort of stuff to, to see that that stuff happens over there. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good point. That's a valid point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we have come a bit, at least, on the way of getting some kind of, uh, you know, uh, I'm so, still searching for some English words, but uh, um, gender equality and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that kind of, you know, but. I mean, I feel like the, this, the, this show is also, it's also a, 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 a portrait of Sweden. So we have a long way to go, obviously, even though we have come a little bit. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, but I feel like, especially now, story like this is so important because of the um the toxic kind of like um uh, i don't know what you would call it maybe like uh, uh, tribalism that we all have mm. and it's just like you're on one side or the other everything's black and white and that's like yeah. well no there's yeah. there's many shades of gray it happens everywhere there's there's degrees of what's happening and i feel like stories like this are so important because to your point you know you can draw in a broader audience and have a a very important message to tell and um, yeah, that really resonated with me because um, you know the, these things the, they're issues everywhere. Um, and yeah, you know if we're not using our, I mean, look, we can all make silly videos and 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 Marvel movies and stuff, and they're tons of fun. But I feel like mm. you know we 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 have to use this kind of um, art form to raise awareness to things that are important to us. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. And you can wrap it in something that's really pretty and shiny, has lots of visual effects, and maybe it's sci-fi, mm-hmm. but I feel like at the core of, of the story is, is something important. And, and I don't know, I applaud that kind of storytelling. Yeah, but I, I think, I also think, you know, that progress will, maybe not always, but a lot of the times, uh, progress will also trigger backlash. Sure. Uh, that you know, when we come a bit on the way, uh, there will be a backlash. You, you know, uh, looking at, uh, at at the U.S. for example, you know, we have Barack Obama, and and then we have Donald Trump. Yeah, there's yeah, he a, couldn't a get backlash more backlash to yeah. to you know where we're going. Right. Yep. Um, and we have that in Sweden as well. Uh, that we have, you know, the, the third biggest party in Sweden. Sweden is a, is a racist party, mm. and they're the third biggest party in Sweden. They're almost second biggest party in Sweden. Wow. So, wow. so we see that that when you know the whole Me Too, the whole mm. uh, 
gender equality kind of debate going, then we also have a very strong force trying to to push that back. Yeah, uh, and they use just as you said, black and white kind of. Uh, mm -hmm. um, they just yeah, have that mentality. The, the yeah. Rhetorics of, of everything is just yeah. you know black or white, and you have to choose. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I can't help but feel that's kind of our fault. Because we're big bullies in the world, and and we like to <laughs> to well, like it, push our our our, our agenda yeah. on everybody, and it's and everywhere, um, though, but yeah, but I mean that that stuff kind of just lives everywhere, and you know, um, I don't know. There's just it's it's really interesting, you know. Um, I I'm not afraid to say, and everybody that listens to this podcast knows that we're no we're no fan of Donald Trump, but what mm. he was able to do was pretty in, pretty intelligent. You know, and how he can manipulate people and and both sides do it. It's not like just Donald Trump. You know, everybody does this, everybody mm -hmm. in politics and stuff. But because um, sometimes I, I, I look at that, I don't this is turning into like a political <laughs> thing, but, you know, you look at the news and it's just like, I feel like I'm going crazy. Like, do people really believe X, Y, and Z, whatever the topic is mm -hmm. that week? And, yeah. um, and I feel like the ability for whomever to... It's the power of division. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, really if crazy. You, if you, you know... It's 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 this, the Swedish Democrats who who are the the uh, a racist party in Sweden. They use exactly the same tactics as Trump. That they use a little small bit that's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they yeah. use something. They pick something that's true, and then they 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 front it with that, and yeah. then they put a lot of other stuff into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, they can always say, "Yeah, this is true," but then they have the the two, the point two, three, four, five, right. you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, that's not true. But but as long as they have, you know, what's leading the discussion is actually true. Yeah, mm -hmm. then they can put in a lot of uh, a lot of lies in there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's the only way so that uh, yeah in in America to but have to have uh, uh, an investment tycoon that literally has a gold toilet to get somebody <laughs> in Texas, a farmer in Texas, to to vote for him. Like on know. the face of it, it's just crazy. Like, what does a, yeah, a a real estate mogul in New York? Why does a somebody in Arkansas that's a farmer give a crap about somebody that is yeah. like you know? And it's just how they're able to manipulate people is insane. Yeah. All of them, you know. Quite Trump impressive. obviously being you know the bigger the the most recent example of an extreme case of it, but it's crazy. But it's crazy how it it sort of ties into into the story of Bertan and and that whole thing as well, where it's the this the, you're sort of um, distracted by this tradition yeah and mm. even if mm. even if something is is broken in that you just you look the other way um because you don't want mm. to break that tradition it's a comfortable place to be and people ultimately don't like change and so the idea of um <clears throat> having to really put focus on what's going on there is uh was really interesting it almost had like a political feel and then the way everything kind of goes down in the story with you and your character, mm. um, I don't even want to say it because I'm going to butcher it. But I want to <laughs> here we I go. I want to give credit to the cinematographer because um, show looks beautiful. Uh, Are yeah. You kidding me? So I'm uh, I'm going to Petrus Siovic. Yeah. Okay. Phew. That's that's exactly. Okay. <laughs> that sure is. <laughs> Great <laughs> score. Uh, how would you yeah. say it? Uh, Petrus Siovic. Okay, so that's a very hard. Okay, 
All right. I like to learn the proper way to say things, especially with my first name is Sashia. You can only imagine the things that people come up with. Exactly. I just gave up, though. When people are like, Sasha, I'm like, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> like you do. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> Uh, the the cinematography was really interesting. The color grading, you know, mm. everybody involved, they did such a great job. Mm. But what I particularly was drawn to was these scenes where it would be all of the men who were sort of the decision makers when it had to do with this yeah. team. There was such an organic sort of flow yeah. to the actors that there yeah. were times that I felt like I was, It's I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, cliche, but there were times I felt like I was sitting in on a conversation, you know, because it had, yeah. it didn't seem staged the way, so even, and I've seen great scenes that just still felt kind of staged. And um, you especially have an actor, as an actor, have uh, a face that you make when you kind of know that you're about to be faced with bullshit. And I was like, oh, he knows something's coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh, um, the character, you know, and it was just like, um, and then once yeah. everything happens, was it uh, Maya? Was that the daughter? Thought, yeah, Maya. Okay. Uh, with, every, once everything goes down with her, um, the way everything turns. You know, you were this, yeah. almost this god to come in mm. as a professional uh, hockey player and everybody wanted your input. And then all of a sudden, everybody was against you. Um, yeah. And there was one part where uh, your character questions the validity of this with his yeah. wife. And <laughs> we just yeah. both went like, oh. <gasps> Because <laughs> you know, it's like, are they going to be able to move past that? Because I can imagine, you know, yeah. having your your own father question that. Um, yeah. But this, you know, it's a touchy subject because I've gotten into this a lot here in the states. The judicial system is horrific, and you know, yeah. prison is a business here. And we're always so amazed when we watch. I don't know if painter the painter and the thief was in Sweden. I don't know. I forget what country. Uh, there was a documentary, um, and we watched one of the, the actual person in this docu documentary go to prison, and we were so confused because it looked like elementary school to us. We were like, "The doors yeah. open. <laughs> yeah. The doors just open. He just walks out when he wants to." And um, mm. here, it's they have like um, therapy going on. Yeah, and therapy stuff. going crazy. on. He had to he had to undergo therapy for his drug addiction and. And, and really mm. figure things out. And here it's treated as such a business, unfortunately. Um, but you do, you do. as a woman, I've gotten a lot of sort of uh, slack for saying, well, as traumatic as it is as for a victim to have to undergo doubt, unfortunately, there are cases where people have lied because they've used this as leverage. So we can't mm. just dismiss someone's potential innocence because you know, it, it, there's an injustice in being in prison for five years, 10 years, 40 years for a crime that you didn't mm. commit. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I feel like there's very little reprimand here when that's done. And I think that's what causes the bigger issue is that you can just say, oh, yeah. this person raped me and nothing happens to you. Well, well, we'll release them from jail. But it's like, well, hold on. <laughs> that's mm. that, that this should be a crime on that person's part to do something like that. Um, mm. But so I did understand it was jarring to hear it, but I, you know, I got as well just that so much was on the line for your family in this that you kind of were afraid to jump the gun, I guess, and lose everything. Yeah. 
And I also think that, you know, for Peter, it's also a problem that uh, the village is completely divided in the ones who believe her and the ones who don't believe her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think for, for, for almost everyone, their belief is a complete truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because he spends a lot of time in the environment where this is a lie, mm. that starts to affect him. And he starts to, to grow himself a, a bit of a doubt. Mm-hmm. That, you know, can you even say to your wife, what if this is not true? Right. What happens then? You know, uh, and, uh, and I, 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 I can understand that Peter ends up in situations where there is a lot of doubt and uh, that, that in, uh, at this specific time it affects him and he kind of has that small ounce of doubt and he just wants to add that. Uh, and also, of course, uh, this puts, he understands that this puts uh, the family and the whole town in in a massive problem, if it's true. <laughs> yeah. right. So, you know, uh, and, and of course, I, uh, of course, he should believe his daughter. He should yeah. just not, you know, doubt. He should just believe his daughter. But I, I think uh, I can imagine that these things do happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and and that's another good point because I feel like, you know, we put, and I can't always speak for America, but we put such a, an emphasis on family. You know, if, you're, if your son or daughter or parent or whatever it is says something, it's like automatic, it has to be true. As if, mm-hmm. you know, people lie, but just not your family. Mm-hmm. Is that how, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's, you know, so exactly. I think that's an interesting kind of um, point of view to take to take on that because it is, I think it is more realistic because you're hearing so many things coming at you and your initial mm-hmm. gut reaction, I think for any parent is just to believe their child. But I feel like, you know, uh, there comes a point where you, to do due diligence to any situation, you have to listen to all the sides. So I feel like mm-hmm. um, that's a really interesting kind of moment because we're so used to seeing like, my daughter's right all the time. Don't even question her. And it's like, well, no, maybe you will because there are certain circumstances that may not add up in your head yet. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we also, I mean, it's also a, a, a legal uh, side to it that uh, we we had a new law in Sweden that was implemented about, maybe I'm wrong, but I think about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's um, it's called in Swedish some tickets log log stiftning, which means that in a in a sexual situation, uh, both uh, the the two people involved in that sexual situation has to be has to agree mm-hmm. that they want mm-hmm. to have sex with each other. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, before you could, you know, get away with rape by saying she didn't say no, uh, right? She didn't. She didn't make any. Uh, she didn't resist, and mm-hmm. she didn't say no. She did. She, she did nothing. You know. Right. And that in that way, it was not rape. 
because then she has to resist and she has to say no and she has to do all these sort of things. Yeah. But the new uh, law that we have now is that it's not, I say her because it's it's mainly a, a woman in that situation, but it's not her responsibility to to fight you off mm -hmm. or to say no. It's mm -hmm. your responsibility as a man to make sure that she wants to to participate in this sexual act. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, uh, uh, it's called, it's hard jurisdiction words, but it's, 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 it's uh, it can be an involuntary rape situation mm -hmm. that you should have made sure yeah. if she wanted this or not. And therefore you can get uh, convicted by, it's like, uh, it's 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 an it's a lower level of rape sure. actually so but that was that's a new law and and you know when Beartown is is put that law didn't exist so i think when oh, peter meets yeah. his his team guys and they say when we saw them you know they were making out and they were doing this and they were doing that and he's like okay so maybe this is like uh, right. what did maya actually invite what mm -hmm. did she uh, and, and, you know, how far can you go and then regret, you know, right. so it's, I think it's, it's him as a man trying to put himself in, in Kevin's position and, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, this turned out wrong, but maybe it's not a rape situation. Maybe, he, you know, the, the whole gray, gray zone. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, uh, we have, we have uh, laws like that as well. You know, like I, if, I if people were to be in a, a sexual encounter and one of them has been drinking. Yeah. You can't, um, you know, you can't consent if you're drunk, that sort of thing. So, um, and how drunk do you, are you exactly? So there's a lot of gray area there that mm -hmm. I feel like exactly. a, a lot of um, courts are a little, are a new, you know, because every time this happens, it's, happens it's, it's when, its own situation. When both so people are drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the, what, yeah, yeah. What do you do yeah. there? It's exactly the, the word I was looking for was consent. It's the consent mm -hmm. kind yeah. of... Uh, but that's also that's what's so good with this new Swedish law. I think that yeah. it has to be in consent. And yeah. You have to, you know, make sure that it's. We need you to initial five times and sign your name. And <laughs> well, you got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, I think I, I think a lot of it also comes into the fact that um, you know, uh, if you look at the way uh, even pornography is now, it's uh, it, it's very violent. And so you have a generation mm. of young men that... What is this? I've never heard of this. Pornography? <laughs> You've never heard of porn? No, no, I've never heard of it. Um, that, like, you know, you have, you have young men that are just unaware that, that, a, that, a, that a woman matters in yeah. that moment, that it's not just about them. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's not to take the onus off on, on, on the individual, but, you know, we are sort of setting boys up to not have that understanding that's and not all they know. care yeah, to have yeah. it because that's all they know mm -hmm. you know they're coming into their sexuality and they're then puberty uh and this is the example of that they have for what sex is um yeah. and so it, it's 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 a really slippery slope there and it's unfortunate um but i also wondered and i mean i'm probably just like making things up with, as a writer you know just thinking <laughs> of things how i would write characters but i wondered if uh, if your character with Kevin was also sort of resistant because you had lost your son, and so it was almost like this replacement in a way, and you were reluctant to let that go because it was kind of the closest that you would have. Um, 
I think there's something in there, uh, absolutely. Uh, and also, I think that Peter sees himself in Kevin, mm -hmm. that he, he, he had that kind of relationship with his own father, uh, that he, he didn't feel loved or um, seen for who he was by his own dad and therefore he kind of uh, he was especially kind of warming for 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 kevin and just feeling that he had a responsibility mm. and also sooner sooner the the old he, uh, peter's old uh, trainer oh right yes. yeah, uh, yeah the the sooner guy yeah he uh, he says to peter when when peter comes up and, and have this almost a fight situation with Kevin's dad at the rink. Mm -hmm. uh, Suna tells Peter, Peter that, you know, it's your responsibility now. Yeah. Uh, because you just, you know, yep. you showed uh, whose side you're on and, and he's your responsibility now. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of uh, things that adds up to making... Peter, at at least one point, doubt the whole situation and what actually did happen, and I don't know. It's it's um, it's complex. Yeah, and yeah. That's and, the whole point, I think. Yeah, and yeah. and on and to that point, I think you know at, when the show starts, you're like rooting for Kevin. You're like this this mm. guy's he's a he's a great talent. He's so good, and mm. then when when the incident happens, you're like whoa. Like I, mm. I thought I was supposed to be rooting for this guy, and that's that's life, right? Mm. You know, you have these superstar yeah. athletes that you are enamored by because they're so talented, and and you're drawn to talent, and you like watching this yeah. sport and all that sort of stuff. And uh, the, these horrible things happen, and it's it's it's. I really like that it went there because a lot of shows tend to make the villains the villains throughout, and you know where they mm. stand, and they're you know twirling their mustache the whole time, and. And mm. and it just kind of adds to the complexity of the show in that way, mm. yeah. which is really really the interesting. younger the the smaller kid too that you wind up sort of mentoring to uh, be the fastest the fast kid yeah uh, you know yeah, the, yeah. it was interesting to see how all of that sort of comes full circle where um, you know although he knows he witnesses something that he should talk about he's finally getting acceptance from these people yeah. that he'd never gotten acceptance for. Like and the party getting, situation when he goes yeah, to the party. Yeah, yeah. And, but I thought how ironic that as soon as he got into that situation, he did exactly that to, was it supposed to be, his, was it his brother or friend? His friend, right? His friend, yeah. yeah. And so does the exact same thing to him when they don't yeah, let him into yeah. the party because mm -hmm. the, the temptation to be part of something and to belong yeah. is, uh, it's mm. such... It's such a part of human nature. No matter how antisocial someone might claim to be, being accepted in something is so important. Yeah. And so, even the scene with the dad and the money and all that, and wanting to yeah, be involved. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. I was like, that don't scene. do it. I was like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think you know one of one of uh, Peter Grönland's uh, major kind of thoughts with this show. Uh, was to portray a the backside of uh, of uh, creating a culture of uh, winners mm. you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, when you create you know that kind of culture that you 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 have to win at any cost yeah. you have to win you know whatever you do you have to win 
that also will affect their social life and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and affect other parts of life that's not connected to their sports. And I think, you know, I've seen that a lot of times and a lot of sports stars who, who can't, you know, who get kind of um, affected by, by that culture. And, and, and it's, 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 it's difficult to just pick certain parts of a winning culture with, right. yeah, yeah. you know, problems. So, so I think it's, that was one of Peter's major thoughts with the show is to, to understand that if you create an environment where, where it's all about winning, then uh, it will, you know, will come with a price. Yeah. How how long did the the did it take to shoot the whole series? Six months. Okay. Ooh. And boy, did it it's look cold! cold. <laughs> Holy cow! It was cold as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was. I, I'm. I remember the first day of shooting, and I'm from the north, so you know, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm used to the cold weather. Uh, but that was cold. I think we had minus 37 degrees the first day of shooting. Jeez. No, thank you. No. And that, was, uh, that was just like... You're like, I think oh, I'm going to do a basketball movie be that's like warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was really cold. It was... Um, uh, I remember Peter, the director, had, uh, I think the first week he... he had cold, uh, he, what do you call it when you kind Frostbite? of injure yourself? Frostbite? Uh, hypothermia yeah, or something. Hypothermia. Yeah. On, on his uh, feet, so he, he had problems. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, time to move production so yeah. south a little. That brings a whole <laughs> new light to the scene then when Kevin is out, left outside oh, without in the snow? his jacket. Exactly. Excuse I mean, that's, me. <laughs> that, that's, that's dangerous, for real, dangerous yeah. to leave, to, you know, kick your son out of the car. Yeah. yeah. Minus 37 degrees, that's, that's, a life threat. I yeah. thought that was extreme and I was watching it thinking like it's 10 degrees, you know, <laughs> and mm, thinking how no. dangerous. And now I'm like, oh, well, negative 10 30 degrees seven. Fahrenheit. Well, yeah. Now it's very, and also that's also a, a, a thought with the whole uh, bear town kind of isolation that, that um, that's why Maya gets, uh, you know, kicked into the forest and, and, mm. and Kevin gets kicked into the forest because if you don't stay within the group, your life is in danger. Mm. Mm. So if you don't stay in Beartown, yeah. your life is in danger. You can't be out in the woods by yourself yeah. in the middle of the winter yeah. because you might risk your life. Uh, so you have to stay in the group. And that's that's kind of a metaphor for for the the, the, the you know the whole thing that happens in the show that 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 uh, Anderson family kind of uh, falls out of the the group, and that's that's dangerous. What are, what are some of the things that you guys did to kind of combat the weather? I mean, you probably had like warming tents or something like that, or we had tents, we had electrical vests, we had electrical things in our shoes to keep warm. We had bags, uh, warming bags mm -hmm. in our gloves. We had. Uh, wow. Yeah, and tents and, and a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on, but it was it was cold. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly reads. Yeah, say. yeah, and but it's interesting because uh, we have that here for you to say like, well, you know, you're from the north, so it's not that you you don't know cold, but even here in the states, 
I thought I knew cold until I went to Boston right off the water. And then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is this is a different level. And even it's we like a live, summer vacation for him. I know it's like a summer vacation <laughs> for you guys. But, um, you know, you, you, when you take into account, uh, I, I'm originally from the city. And, and so uh, people are always kind of amazed by how cold the city can be because with tall buildings, it creates wind tunnels. And uh, no. all of a sudden, it's a, it's a whole different kind of cold. And I always... I always, um, we filmed once in cold weather, once. It hasn't happened again because I found the the experience so miserable. And um, it's very, you know, on a low budget, it's it's almost impossible to do safely because we don't have, you know, the money for warming tents and those types of things. And I just remember, um, and we were in the snow, but it was kind Mm -hmm. of starting to melt a bit. So then everything's wet and you have mm. to stay in character and you're just like, I just want this to be over, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and we, we had we had uh equipment and gear uh just not functioning because of oh, the cold. right, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a cam cam we had to 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 stop at uh, I remember one day we had to stop because the camera was just not working because it was too cold. Ugh. Uh so but but it's also there's there's different kind of of, of uh different sorts of, of coldness and it's I think you know I live down in Stockholm which is uh, for me very south uh, and uh, I think that the winters are much colder in Stockholm than it is up in the north because mm. it's it's a it's a it's a wet kind of coldness yeah. in, in the north we have a dry coldness and that doesn't feel as cold sure yeah uh, but I think there's a limit when it when it goes below 27 degrees uh, uh, centigrade that that's that's when you kind of it doesn't really matter what you wear (laughs) and when you get cold you you just don't get warm again yeah Uh, Yeah. but but in i think you know in stockholm when it's like minus two it's it's absolutely freezing but it's so much more uh, wet yeah 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 but when we talk about when you talk about that scene uh, in the like the cafeteria mm-hmm. uh, with all the, the 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 guys who kind of uh, responsible for for the team and you talk about their acting and and I think that's I think Peter Grönlund is uh, maybe the best director you know, we have in Sweden um, and his skill is, is so precise, but one of his major, major strengths is that he, to pick the right actors. Mm-hmm. He knows to pick actors and that's just amazing. That's why you can just go in that room and just do your thing because it's just the right people doing yeah. the right. <laughs> yeah, the chemistry is. You know, roles. Yeah, like we had. So we had mentioned while really watching. Skillful. Yeah, we had mentioned while watching. It, it's like it almost feels like a documentary, like a well lit, yeah. yes. beautiful documentary. Because That's the, yeah. point I was the moment, the moments that are happening, it's just like the camera happens to be there. You know, sort yes. of thing, and it's I, so, it's so good. We said that during that main game that they had. Yeah, and there were times that I said. This feels like a really well filmed documentary. Like I, I mm. feel like I'm watching a hockey game. I mean, which you are, but mm. you know, you're obviously mm. being able to edit and stop and cut and these things. Uh, but yeah, that was so interesting. So yeah, for the director and for the cinematographer to be able to film that in such a way that felt didn't feel like a narrative. It was 
kind of bizarre mm. sometimes. And then again, where you guys are sitting together, it feels like a really intimate moment that we just happen to be mm. witnessing and not, you know, that you're just watching a show. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. The directing just really, and the, yeah, and it was, the it was cinematography such a good show. was so good. He, he's an amazing director. I think, you know, he's, he's my absolute favorite, favorite director. And, uh, and uh, that's also why it took six months uh, to do five episodes uh, in Sweden. Oh, wow. That's uh, twice as long. Mm-hmm. You know, we would do that in three months. But uh, to give you an example, I, I was uh, sitting in the hotel with uh, Jakob, who plays uh, Sune. And I was, he was sitting there in a, in, a, in a chair just reading something. I was like, well, what are you doing? What are you reading? He's like, well, I'm sitting here. I'm learning lines that I'm never going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, because that's, that's Peter Grönlund. He's like, you know, his, his most common direct, direct, you know, direction is, you're saying the fucking lines. Don't say the fucking lines. Fuck it up. Come on. Fuck right. it up. You said, how do you, you know, you did two takes where you actually said the lines. Don't say the lines. Yeah. So, you know, he creates, he creates a situation where we all know what this situation is, mm-hmm. but we're not, you know, we're not bound to the script of the lines. He yeah. just wants to create a, a, that a moment, real yeah. situation. And that's also why it takes long. It's not impro, but it's, impro related yeah yeah we're kind of you know so uh yeah i learned a, a lot of lines and does and does every just everybody know how to ice skate there or is it or did you cast people that knew how because those we're um, like watching it and i was like oh these people can actually every single person was able to skate yeah yeah they uh that's also interesting that um he didn't use actors as the hockey players. He used hockey players as oh, actors. Okay. So, I mean, uh, the guy playing Kevin, for example, or Leet or any of those, they are uh, highest level of, of junior Swedish hockey. Wow. Um, but not actors. And Kevin went, to, Kevin went to, to, after shooting this, he went to Texas to play hockey. Oh, so wow. uh, so they're, they're, they're professional hockey players. That's who they are. And, and Peter just said, Picked the, he picked hockey players that he thought, you know, I can make you, know, I can get acting out of you. We oh, wow. So never they're, do they're that all here. hockey players. <laughs> wow. We would never do that apart here. From, no, <laughs> apart from Amat, he's not a hockey player. But all the, all, every single one uh, wow. is, is a hockey player. That's, uh, I didn't, I, I never... didn't fucking skate at all. I, <laughs> had, uh, <laughs> I had a hockey PT who taught me, you know, the basics. I can stand on skates. I've, grown up with skates but i've never played hockey in my life uh-huh. so i had to learn it's just a much lower base on a hockey player than a normal mm-hmm. skater so mm-hmm. i had to learn how to shoot and i had to learn how to skate and i had to all those but all the other ones are, are professional i never i never would have guessed that. i would have just assumed Ke- kevin was a an actor well yeah well because here you know every, yeah, no. everything's about such a stardom, yeah you know so you need yeah. recognizable faces at all times what's and, your instagram following count well yeah i mean that that, that is what it comes down to here for yeah. a, lo- a lot of times with directors you you can lose a role because you don't have enough instagram followers as an actor um so that's always 
unfortunate, but uh, that that's like mm. even more impressive now because I was watching and thinking, wow, they taught all these actors how to ski. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that must I just have been figured in the everybody budget, knew how to do it there. You know, yeah. like everyone knows how to. Wait, you know. all, all Swedes are born learning how to ski. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think they made a decision that that if we if we fuck up the ice hockey. It's not going to work. Mm. The whole series will fall. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to believe the hockey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I think that's. I think that was a good choice. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and to be to be able to you get can, you can follow the hockey and they actually zoom in on faces and you see it's them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know it's it brings a a really authentic feel to it. That's probably mm. why that scene felt like a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it wasn't really. It wasn't. They weren't acting. But to be able to get the, those performances out of non-actors, non-actors is, is a testament to mm. the, the directing. You know? yeah. And it's it's yeah, just it's, so it's, it's um, cool while working. Uh, I've been to one hockey game, and I think of you know the 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 sort of microaggression and then just the blatant aggression that you find in all sports. But hockey is the game itself is violent, so you can only imagine yeah, how exactly. violent the audience will be you know basketball you know the, they knock each other over a couple times that's a foul Listen, okay. whatever <laughs> uh, but it's not <clears throat> as violent baseball same thing i mean you know you can fall asleep yeah you know it's, football is like you have these bursts of violence but then otherwise they're standing around yeah. american football they're just standing around you know for a, an amount of time um but hockey is just almost that that the amount of violence you can actually create is how successful you would be the more the more aggression you have the better yeah. for you i guess and so then you think of it and you're like geez those that audience like has got fi- to be fist, so... fi- fist fighting is a part of the sport mm. yeah That's how violent the fact that, yeah the fact that it's like just let like them football get is violent out. too but <laughs> it's 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 um it's a different kind of violence. It's 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 you know you, you don't generally have fist fights breaking it's out a in football. Violence, yeah. yeah. Whereas hockey, no. I feel like you'll never get through a hockey game without people like squaring up, you know, or whatever, <laughs> throwing yeah. their gloves down. And and it, uh, it's it's part of the game, and it's part of it's part of of what it comes from. Hockey comes from from violence. I mean, yeah. if you look at the the very early hockey in in Canada, it was uh, you know it was a, a fight. Uh, they went out on the ice and they had a fight. Yeah. And that's just, you know, we've tried to make it more of a sport, but from the beginning it was just, I was watching a documentary about early, early uh, Canadian hockey. And it was just like, they went out on the ice and took the other team out. Yeah. And that was the, that was the game. You went to watch a fight and a hockey game broke out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's where the sports come from and that made, made me see things in a completely new way that mm-hmm. you know of course we have violence in hockey because that's that was the game mm-hmm. and now we've tried to make it more of a you know a, a, a sport but but yeah. from the beginning it was just like a, a big fight yeah i knew someone whose brother was a hockey player and didn't have most of his teeth yeah. in the yeah. front and he yeah. was like 19 and we were always like why won't he fix his teeth and the coach was like there's no point like until you're done playing hockey, they're gonna yeah, just exactly. keep knocking your teeth out. So he just didn't have teeth at the front of his face at 19 mm-hmm. until exactly. he was gonna retire, and then I'll fix my teeth. Kind of like you know, in boxing and things where it's like or MMA when they don't fix their cauliflower yeah, they're not gonna ears fix a cauliflower yeah. ear because it's just gonna happen again. And you know, it's uh, yeah. But but I I I'm guilty of 
of the attraction of that violence because I do watch MMA. It's the only sport that I'm really into. Um, but I do tend, <laughs> it's my favorite sport. And But um, I feel like even within that, you you can appreciate the, like, that's the thing with MMA for me anyway, is like you can appreciate the the technique in it. Yeah. It's not like it used to be back in the day when there was just two, uh, you had a big, huge yeah, like guy the, and a skinny guy Abbott just going days. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can really appreciate the uh, the subtlety of the, the game plan that they're trying to execute and the, and the tec- technical things that they're trying to pull off all within the guys of them punching each other in the face and yeah. there's just so many little things that they do now how they shift their weight at any given moment to kind of yeah. get the upper hand but my so. favorite fighters are always people that really do respect the sport and respect their partner yeah. you know the showboaters are always so frustrating because they're sometimes entertaining yeah. sure the the uh, the silvas of the world who are dancing around and ducking and doing their thing mm. but when you see two people genuinely respect one another and it's not this showboating kind of thing and um those are always my favorite fighters and that's why yeah. i loved when women got in there because i felt like there was such a you know, we fought so hard to be taken seriously in this sport. And yeah. my favorite fights, not because just because I'm a woman, is watching the, the women fight because it feels so planned and it's like a choreographed yeah. moment. Yeah. You don't have this you can boosted see it as a aggression. Sport. Yeah. yeah, you know, you don't have this. Um, and that isn't to say that you don't have that like in, uh, what's her face? Cyborg? Uh, Ron, Ron, Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey has... You know, this, and it's why I didn't like her as a fighter because it was like, I feel like I'm watching a guy with a really insecure man trying to fight, and I don't like that. But um, my favorite uh, fighters are always like Nama Yunus and, uh, you know, just people that understand like where there's a sport, Michelle Watterson. And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm a big Chris Cyborg fan because she's always had so much respect for her opponent. And Mm. I like that because it's like, yes. I mean, let's be realistic. We're punching each other in the face, and this is painful. But they're as crazy as it sounds. There's a respectful way to do that. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and uh, yeah, huge differences. Yeah, and it's, it's it's about not being a bully. Yeah, uh, and I think you know it's it's just strange in the whole fighting business that that's something that people kind of think have to be a part of it. And I I don't I don't buy into that and that's why i like gsp and those kind of fighters yeah. yes. we always had you know that kind of respect and and i i you know uh, i did train mma for for quite a few years and and stopped because of what you talked about the, the cauliflower ears because <laughs> I was like, this is not gonna work with acting right yeah. so uh, but um but then i changed i i trained at different gyms and that was a massive difference mm. in the culture mm-hmm. of of the gyms. That some yeah. gyms had yes. this really macho kind of yeah. uh, attitude, and I didn't like that. So I changed to another gym, which had a completely different kind of way of looking at it. And it's 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 uh, it's just a, a mindset, you know, with the respect that you're gonna go in there and and you're gonna. You know, one will win and one will lose. Right. And, yeah. But you have to be respectful in that meeting. And yeah. it's also that you don't have to add any macho into a situation that's already quite macho. So yeah, you don't yeah. have to add to that. You just yeah. have to, to maybe back away from that and try yeah. to be a bit more, you know, 
respectful and and sensitive. Yeah, and it's uh, it all. I mean, it's a, it's a sport, right? So it all comes down to game plan, executing the game plan. What are your yeah. strategies? You know, um, and yeah, I think you know we deal with that a lot here because I I was thinking about getting into it, but a lot of the gyms around where we live are all just it's all just super hyper, macho, yeah. like you know. Um, mm. They just want to like, they're just there to fight. And it's just like, okay, well, they just go yeah. on the street and fight. Like we're here to learn yeah. uh, an art, yeah. you know, in, in a way, you know, yeah. it's like much like taking a, a martial arts, like Kung Fu, karate. It's like, there's a discipline to yeah. it and there's a respect to it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's also the clubs where you, or gyms where you get injured. That's, yeah. And those, that's also why I didn't, you know, like that gym. But as I, um, we're talking about, uh, <sighs> masculine kind of problems and i have you know we have uh, we have three boys three sons oh and, boy uh, and uh, that's that's a challenge uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but when we talk about sports and what they you know what sports they should do and and not do when we talked about martial arts i always you know uh, talked about the any any martial art that have the kind of budo uh, base because that's that's I like that base, the, the Budo kind of, uh, the respectfulness mm -hmm. in, the, in the Budo culture. So any, you know, karate or judo or, or jiu-jitsu have that. Yeah. And I like that. And, uh, but it's also because I come from, it's not Budo, but I come from Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, so when I start, I've, I've been watching MMA for since, you know, UFC, UFC one mm -hmm. and uh, what I think is interesting now is to see that all the, the people coming into the U UFC who have trained nothing else than MMA right you know they don't come from karate right. or yeah. they come from wrestling or they come from they come from MMA it's its That's own really thing interesting yeah because then it becomes a sport mm -hmm. then it's really like watching a chess you know it's really interesting yeah because you have to you have to have you know a stand-up game and a ground game and jujitsu mm. and stuff so you have to know to where to dedicate your time you know because mm. you'll have fighters that are that are great on the ground but then they can't stand up with you and it's like you know and so finding exactly finding athletes that can really well round themselves enough to be okay in any situation that is or know or know what situation not to get into. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, or I just can't, brilliant at not getting into. I can't let this into, person pin yeah. me up against you know uh, against the fence because I'm never getting off of it. Or you know. I mean, Ronda yeah. Ronda Rousey yeah. is a perfect example of that. You know, where she was amazing on the ground or whatever, but if you had she had to stand up and and, and fight feet, yeah. a lot of times she got into trouble. This whole trouble. episode is about MMA now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went from Donald no, Trump to, to MMA. The hell with the show. Uh, so. <laughs> I have to agree with you, though, uh, uh, finishing off with the MMA, that I really enjoy um, um, the women's MMA now. I think it's it's the most interesting matches to, to watch. And also in the same way as I enjoy, because they're on such a high level now, yeah. the women. They're on such, an, so, such a high level that it's much cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. The fights are much cleaner and the techniques are, are a lot of times a lot cleaner. Yeah. And I think it's like watching... Uh, women's soccer as well yeah, i think that's because there's such a high level of soccer yeah. in the women's game now that that can be kind of brutal to because too. they don't do they don't do what we call i don't know if you have another word for it but we call it filming in 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 soccer when they you know they throw themselves uh, yes. you know and they they roll around and they hurt and they're you know to get 
to get a yellow card or to yeah, get yeah. a free kick or whatever. I love watching but those things on, that. on online yeah, where they the show women, like... Women don't do that. Yeah. They just, you know, if they get fall over, they just get up and keep going. Yeah. yeah. It's much cleaner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but also I was surprised... Um, you know, I'm, I'm not much of a soccer fan. I don't know much about it. But when I've seen those clips online, uh, especially in like female, like rugby and stuff, I'm like, yeah. they are so, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, and it's, it's, you know, I don't know if it has something to do with uh, our, our ability to birth and our tolerance for pain, but it's just mm. like slamming face first, one face into another, they just keep going. And it's just like, yeah. there's no pause. It was really, it was really crazy to see yeah. that. I was like, they don't, wow. They don't feel the need to have to stand over someone that's fallen and be like, ah, you know? like <laughs> keep moving. But. I think, I think the sad part, the, the sad truth is, is that I think that they're not paid. Yeah. They're not yeah. paid as much as the men. It's not about the money it's, as much yeah. as it is, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, maybe the be best football player in the world. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a football fan, so I shouldn't uh, say that, but may, one of the best football players in the world. You know, he knows that that there's so much money in this. That can I get a free kick in this situation? Right. You know, that's worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. right. So that's you know, that's why they fake it. And and uh, but I think the women, because it's not not as much money, in, which is sad in their in their sport, and they don't have to fake it. Yeah. Just play it for real. Yeah. I love seeing those videos of line when you have like two players pass each other and one just completely falls on the ground, like covering yeah, their face yeah, and they never even, even touched. Yeah. yeah. Those are always yeah. kind of funny so, to watch. Um, would I be correct to say that you would like to potentially play an MMA fighter in a film and or show? Yeah, but I'm getting too old. Oh, I'm, I Get think I'm getting here. too old. I'm, you know, I'm 40. So I, I, I've, I've had that, you know, I've, I've wanting that phone call. Yeah. Like, you're going to play an MMA fighter, so you have to go into boot camp for six months. And I'll be like, yes. Yeah. But then, you know, the phone call is probably going to be, you're going to be a coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're a washed up MMA fighter. Bit, yeah. 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 Can you be, become a bit fat? And, you know. Yeah. I, st um, I still think, I still think you should wait for it I yeah think that it's, it's it's on how old you look and you don't look 40 yeah. so you're good you got Thank plenty you. more years i can i can play you know someone like uh, what's his name uh randy couture he i mean he was around yeah. until yeah he passed his 40s i think i think yeah, a lot of those guys age. kind of stick around maybe a little bit longer than they should as long <laughs> as they can <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i would i would love that i would love to be to be just be the gym so if for, if some unknown new york-based filmmakers were to make a film <laughs> based on an un <laughs> okay. the, just call me just the budget on flying him out here alone yeah, yeah. is our entire film <laughs> oh you know what i wanted to to get into this um actual acting stuff is is yeah. being that you're based in sweden how important yeah. is the American market and how do you guys do you approach anything in any specific way to maybe cater to it or whatever? Because this is on HBO. So clearly it, it was good enough to be on there, obviously. Um, but like how how does how, how is acting in Sweden? How does America play into it at all if it does? Well, it has changed, uh, I would say, a lot uh, within the last 10 something years maybe because a lot of Swedish actors have, have, have gone over to to the States and have amazing careers so um, is Joel Kinnaman I think, is he uh, Swedish? 
Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. Joel yeah. Kinnaman. Yeah. yeah. He's Swedish. Love that guy. We love uh, him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we got the Scar Scorch and, and, yeah. and yes. Kinnaman and uh, Matthias Varela. And uh, uh, we have a lot of lot of guys going over and... and um, so of course that that kind of makes you aware of that it is a possibility, um, but I would say, you know, of course I care about how 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 Beartown does in in the states from a career perspective, mm-hmm. but it's also, um, I've done, you know, I've I've been a tra- I went left drama school in 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 2004 i think so i've been an actor for for almost 20 years so and and but beartown was my big break in sweden too mm-hmm. so oh really so yeah so i mean uh, i've done a you know films and, and tv series and stuff in sweden uh, but this was my my first like leading uh, lead lead role. Yeah, yeah. How does that happen? So, yeah. Who fell asleep over there? Where? Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you know, so so, I've had my break in Sweden at the age of thirty nine. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I was twenty one, I would aim for Hollywood or something. But you know, uh, it's 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 not something that I. I'm not going to move over there and see what happens. Right, but, right, right. But, you know, if they call me, then of course that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you're 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 one step closer by being on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was my thought as well. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this show. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Oh, think New about York, it. you say? Hold, right, on. Gotcha. hold on. Hold on. Hollywood will call. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, it's just um, I'm a. I'm a I'm a husband and a, and a father of three, yeah. and mm. uh, that's my main uh, main kind of um, job. Mm-hmm. And then after Bear, Bear Town, of course, it's been it's, it's a big difference for me now. Yeah, I, I get I get other I get other parts now, and I get um, uh, it's it's mainly bigger parts in bigger productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But that's that's in Sweden. I always feel like the I don't know, like a a, basically like the chill factor in European actors and filmmakers. I love. Yeah. Um, Because we reach out to people in, let's say, the the equivalent of Beartown here of that show. Mm. And more times than not, people are like either don't respond or just like, yeah, no, I'm not interested in doing it. But when I reach out to people because we watch a lot of European dramas, love them um, mm-hmm. like Netflix. And yeah, stuff. we we always. Go, I mean, you know, you know, stick with HBO like here, but most you know. <laughs> it's anything in the Netherlands. Like we love, and it's because I love the storytelling. It's just different, mm. um, and here and their casting is so casting much better is, than here. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know. It's just the American television and and film is so mass produced that um, you lose a lot of that intimacy. And so it's funny because uh, friends that I have that are in England, their goal, um, uh, or people that I know that are are actors there, their goal is to become big in America. I mean, once you've made it big in America, like you're, and I'm the opposite as an actor. I'm like, if I can be in a BBC show or in a show in Sweden, cast as the American, 
don't make her say anything in Swedish. She's going to kill the language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do learn well. So if you just tell, I can parrot it. Uh, but, you know, it's like if there were like, we need an American in this scene. I would be so excited for that because I love the storytelling. I love the quality mm -hmm. and I love the cinematography and everything is just lit better because it's cold and cloudy and, 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 cloudy <laughs> and it looks perfect all the time. Um, but so it's interesting that you say that because for so many people, you know, it's just like, oh, Hollywood. And um, I think yeah. we're in the same boat. I'm, I'm 41 years old. I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, in this business. I'm ancient as a woman, you know, it's like mm. you're at this mm. age where it's like, well, you're not old enough. You don't look old enough to play the mom, but you're definitely not young enough to be 24. So yeah. call us in 10 years when you can definitely look like the mom. And so I don't, you know, there's always the, the yeah, that would be great if I got cast in a, you know, a, a Tarantino or Scorsese film. Of course, I'm not yeah. going to turn that yeah. down. But my, my, uh, the, the love that I have for acting doesn't hinge on that that fame. It's just kind of like, no. I just like making things. Yeah. Um, which is why yeah. I love like Swedish television and stuff so much. I feel like the storytelling's um, much more in, in the forefront. But I think it's maybe, maybe it's also a, a, an age thing. I think a lot of my, I have some, some younger uh, acting friends who are kind of breaking it now and you know doing big shows mm -hmm. uh, big parts and big shows and of course in in their mindset they you know they have a dialect coach learning american accent and mm -hmm. they, they understand the game much more than i do but yeah. so so that's a difference and and uh, and as well that you know um as i said i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a husband and the father of three boys and and i'm i'm a writer i i write for the theater and I have, I'm, I'm directing in the theater. I have two shows on at the Royal National Theater in Stockholm oh, this nice. year. Oh, nice. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so for me, it's not, I have, I want to tell a good story, mm -hmm. even if it's as a writer or a director mm -hmm. or an actor. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have done some self-tapes uh, since, since Bertam, came out i have done some some self tapes for america uh, i probably can't tell you the the films or the shows but we'll talk big, off air big, <laughs> big, major big hollywood productions and uh -huh. um, you know when i send this self tape i know you know it's like this is not they're not going to pick me <laughs> well, not with that attitude. Uh, no, but it's just, it's <laughs> no, just about, it, yeah. uh, you know, you have to believe in what you're doing. And um, sometimes that's harder. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's easier. Yeah. And when you have to play something that's, as you said, very commercial and very uh, almost like a factory. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's difficult to do a good performance mm -hmm. when you understand the whole situation that it's about being stereotypical in you know in some way. Yeah. You know, right. I find it a bit difficult to do that well. I think. Yeah, but you uh, you got to eat I, too. I, I so <laughs> exactly. But that's 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 the thing. But that I don't have that problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. don't have to reach because I have. You know, I can write. I can direct. Yeah. And, and if I get acting jobs, I, I do that. Yeah. You know, if they're if they're good, but um, 
but it's it's a shame I didn't I, I hadn't met you before because I'm actually doing now a, a Netflix uh, TV series where I am gonna play against American actors oh. your age, oh. but they're already casted. So. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have you back on after you're done with that, and we can talk about that experience. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I was just gonna say it was really great but having. One of the things, real quick, before we before we let you go, is like one of the things that I'm also drawn to about. Um, like international or especially European kind of um, productions is there's no there's none of that celebrity hierarchy. Yeah, that's what I'm you, saying. You know, and so many times we'll watch mm. a show and be like, oh my god, who's this actor? They're so good, and they don't even have an IMDb picture. I love that. Mm. You know, and it's but they're yeah. but they're an actor, so it's like it's they irrelevant. Don't, you know, you're <laughs> you're just walking around set, and then you could have your star right here, and your craft services here, mm. and there's no like don't look at the the stars kind of thing. Um, that to me is is the way it should be. That's what I was saying. When I, I, I feel like when I reach everybody out, gets a trailer. When I reach out, like uh, you know, <laughs> to um, the director that did Red Dot, yeah. when we had him on, it's just like, mm. oh sure, you know, yeah, yeah. of course, sure. Why wouldn't I come on and talk to you? And I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, fantastic, wonderful, you know. Um, but I, I, I don't want to be cliche and say we'll see you on the red carpet because I hate when people say that to me. Uh, but <laughs> I, I really do look forward to, to watching things that you're going to be in. And, and I hope that people here do watch uh, Beartown and, and, and give it a chance. Just read subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Just read the subtitles yeah. and watch the show as it was intended. And uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to, to follow you on to the next thing and have you on again when you're done with your next project. Yeah. Our goal is to make you big in America. Yeah, we have that kind of power. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Let's have that let's have that goal in common. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. Uh, no, I think I don't know if I said anything uh, you know, uh useful, but of course. um Oh yeah, I think I think conversations like this are, are so much more interesting than um you know, did you think this show was going to be a hit when you made it like Nobody's gonna say yes to that. Like I just <laughs> like talking to people and learning yeah. about you know their experiences and what they've been through, whether it's in acting or directing or just in life. You know, so I just like talking to people in the art. So I I, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, yeah. and I'm I'm so glad that you came on. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. Okay. Really, really, really cool dude. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that conversation. We talked a bit afterwards and. Um, we're just excited to see what else he's going to be. I would love to work with that guy. And, and, and honestly, if you just go on YouTube, um, look up his name, you'll see it. It's a monologue. Um, we'll have, we'll have links to it. Yeah, it's called Top Boy, but uh, it's so good. So good. Like, I just, I mean, we watched Bear Town, and I was like, this guy's really good because uh, uh, his character kind of drew me. And I know, and, and he was being really sweet by forcing himself to say Peter because I know that's not how they pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. It's Pet Petr. Yeah, or something like that. Um, so I was like, he's being—he's like inside, he's dying. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. Like Peter, um, but you know, watching the character, I was just like, this guy's really good. I, I really like him. And then I watched that thing, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. How, I, I'm looking at the time code, and I'm like, I've been watching this for thirty minutes. I have no idea what anybody said. I don't know what I still don't know, but I want to see what happens in the next ten minutes. <laughs> and yeah. it was like fifty minutes in. I'm like, I'm gonna just watch the whole thing. Yeah. I don't really know what's happening. Um, so yeah, so check out his work, check out Bear Town, uh, Bear Town and, you know, do the subtitles if you can, but if you're not, if the, you know, the, just yeah. watch it, <laughs> just watch it whatever way. But if you really can just try to do the subtitles cause you get so much more out of it. 
Um, yeah, I don't know what's uh, I don't know what we got going for next week. It's we like to keep you on your toes. Yeah, uh, but we'll have links to all of that and a shout out to MoGraph. And uh, if you have anything that you want us to watch or see or yeah. recommend, throw it our way, and uh, we'll we'll get back to you at some point. Yeah, indeed. Bye. Bye. Bye.